the question we have to ask when we have this set of circumstances and these impulses inside us is this. Which choice by me helps this person become more capable and successful? Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall, I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And I want to thank you for being here. We are just getting the Leadership Gym off the ground including this podcast, and we're really happy to have you here. I'm very excited about bringing a consistent set of tools and resources to those who want to lead themselves and others better. And we're creating a lot of content that we think will bring some value to that conversation and to you as you go through it. One of the things that we're putting together for the Leadership Gym are live topic discussions that focus on leadership strategies and concepts that we discuss in the leadership workouts there in the gym. So each week we have a video leadership workout where we break down a concept, a tool, a strategy, or a skill needed to lead yourself or others more effectively. This week, for example, we recorded a video workout on work-life harmony. Now, I call it harmony because instead of balance, because let's face it, most of the time we aren't able to really get work and our life outside of work into complete balance. It's it's not about getting them equal. It is about getting them to play together nicely and support each other. It's more about that than it is about devoting equal time to each thing. We created a, a set of exercises for people to walk through that we've used in our live workshops to help people create harmony in their lives. And we're also bringing them to the Leadership Gym here. And we hope that you'll check that out at leadershipgym.com. So in our live sessions each week, in one of our live sessions, we will discuss those topics, answer questions about them, share examples from leaders that have found success using them to improve their own ability to lead themselves and others. Oh, and by the way, you hear me say lead themselves and others a lot as I'm thinking about leadership because as I study leadership, I've found that the skills and approaches needed to lead others are incredibly well aligned with the skills and approaches that we need to lead ourselves. And if we're going to lead anyone else, we must also be focused on becoming our best, our happiest, our most productive self along the way. Or we generally become a less effective leader. There's so many tools and concepts that people can use to lead themselves and become happier, more successful, more effective, more fulfilled, less anxious, less stressed. And we've worked with leaders around the world to help them master some of those techniques as they pursued better leadership for others. And so we kind of want to do both things. We want to offer both things here in the Leadership Gym and we'll work to support you as you lead your family, your community, yourself, a team, a small business, or a multi-billion dollar business. The principles 
of human behavior, human performance, human potential, and human thinking are present and the same in all of those endeavors. And they can be a guide for us as we begin to get better in doing any of them. And then we can apply them anywhere. So that's kind of why I think about this as leading ourselves and others. And we're certainly going to help you do both things. Today here on the podcast, I want to talk about this concept of having all the answers as a manager or leader. I've watched over and over as leaders move into a management role, or even if they've been in leadership for years, where they hold this belief that part of their role is to have answers for the people around them. Heck, we do this as leaders, we also do it as parents a lot, and we're well conditioned for it, especially if we are parents. Our kids start asking why this and why that with alarming frequency (laughs) at an early age, and we begin to practice giving answers to them very early in their life. We do the same thing at work if our people consistently come to us with, with questions. How do we fix this? What do you want us to do about that? What should we do if this happens? Why are we approaching it this way? We've probably all heard those kinds of questions from people on our teams, and we've gotten a lot of repetitions in at answering them. Part of what can drive us here, too, is our desire to add value to our team or to our kid or our business. I want to have answers because when people have questions and I have the answer, it feels like an amazing way for me to help them to add value. You came to me with a question and I had an answer and that was a good interaction. I helped you. I saved you time. I solved the problem so we can be more productive. I got us past the roadblock and helped us move forward and that's what you came to me for. How could that not be an incredibly effective way to support, help, and lead others, especially when they're in need of my expertise or my ideas or my thoughts or my experience? So let me ask you this. If you have a kid who comes to you and let's say they're working on their homework problem and they come and say, dad or mom or whoever you are, what's the answer? to question number three on my math homework. Do we often say, oh, that's 21. Just write down 21 and you'll get that question correct. And if we don't say that, why not? Why in that case do we do something very, very different for that kid? More often than not in that kind of situation, we ask them, how do you think you add those numbers together? Or what do you think the answer is? Or how did your teacher tell you to solve problems like this? That was one of my go-tos to make sure I didn't confuse the kid. Why do we do it differently there with our kid than we might when others come to us with questions? One of the reasons is that this is now framed as a learning opportunity. For those of you that that have kids and you think about it that way, we, we kind of think about it as it's okay to miss a problem or two on the homework because that's how you learn stuff. And this is a practice situation anyway. It's not a test. It's just a homework problem. We also generally take more time in that situation because our goal is different. Our goal might be, if we're parents, to help the kid learn. That's what school is for. That's what teaching is for. That's what growing up is all about, helping them learn. My best action in that moment, if I'm thinking about this from a support process or from a place of support, is about helping you learn how to solve this problem, not getting the answer right on your homework. 
What if great leadership was more about making our people more capable as we interacted with them than it was about helping them solve a particular problem this one time? What if really effective leaders judged themselves on whether their team was more capable at solving problems, not whether they got all the problems solved in the fastest or easiest way? What if helping our teams or our kids or ourselves or those around us or anyone in our life become better at problem analysis and resourceful approaches to new ways of thinking about challenges? What if that would serve them much better than having this answer to this problem in this moment? And what if we learn better by figuring things out than we do by hearing someone tell us what the answer is? And finally, what if we had lots of future-focused, growth-oriented, opportunity-driven stuff to do that we never really find time for as part of our job because we're solving daily problems or giving people answers to questions they could probably figure out on their own and maybe even become better for it in the process of that exploration. Because if we're fully focused on today's challenges, maybe no one is focused on tomorrow's. So as we start to think about our role as leaders, we might consider ways to prepare for situations like this where people come to us with questions because they will by, by practicing our own sets of questions that we might use as people bring them to us, bring their, their problems, their challenges to us. If we would rather them learn how to solve those challenges themselves, questions might be our friend here. Heck, sometimes we don't even have the best answer for their question. They might be closer to the problem, have more information about it, have a fresher perspective on it, or even have already thought of some ways to do it well, but they find themselves checking with the boss for the answer rather than solving it themselves because that's the best way not to make a mistake around here and to stay safe as you're solving problems. After all, if I'm simply implementing the boss's idea, then there's much less risk sometimes than if I'm trying something new on my own. I generally don't learn all that much from implementing the boss's idea, except that I should go to the boss to get his or her her idea when I have a problem, but there is less risk associated with it. We know from research that learning by doing actually changes the physical structure of our brains. New neural pathways are formed. Mental maps get organized in ways that allow us to repeat that learned process more effectively in the future. We see far less reorganization of the brain or new neural pathways in situations where we simply watch someone else solve a problem or do a thing. And even less learning happens when we're simply instructed how to do the thing. Leveraging this knowledge, this research, this reality about how humans learn is important if we want to become a leader who helps people solve problems more effectively, we, we can use tools like questions that, that are organized to cause them to think and to learn differently. We, we might say, how do you think we should solve this? What information do you still need, if any, to fix this situation? Who else have you spoken to who has experience in this area? 
What options do we have and how should we choose the best one? What analysis have you already done and what ideas did it give you? If you had to fix this with no help, what would be your first step? These are tools that we can use to cause their brain to build those new mental maps, those new neural pathways, to cause them to think differently than they might have without us there. One of the challenges we feel like is present when we take an approach like this, though, is the amount of time it takes. Often people feel like, hey, I don't have time to play 20 questions with them. I just need the problem solved now. Or I need them to move forward and get back to being productive. And this is holding them up. I got to help. That's an incredibly real impulse. And most of us feel it, especially if we think we absolutely do know the answer. And it would be very quick to tell them what to do. We may even feel like we're simply making them jump through hoops or do extra work. When we already have the answer ready for them, we can even have people on our team that are completely comfortable just doing what we think is best and not having to go through any mental gymnastics when they know you probably already have an idea on how you might solve the issue or how you might tell them to get over the hurdle. The question we have to ask when we have this set of circumstances and these impulses inside us is this. Which choice by me helps this person become more capable and successful? Which choice by me is more sustainable and less likely to be repeated? And which way would I want a teacher to handle it for my kid or someone I cared about? Let me be really clear here too. This does not mean that you don't get to have any input on how they solve the issue. You have experience, you have expertise, you have ideas that might be valuable to them as they think about it. We just wanna give them that input after they've done some of their own thinking, after they've pushed their brain to build a new mental map for what they might do next, after they've considered some approaches to solutions and thought through ways they might implement them. Then we can absolutely bring in some of our own ideas and say things like, hey, here's some other things to think about that you might find valuable as you go solve this. Or in my experience, this has also been helpful, so you might consider that too. This is not at all about making their life harder and abandoning them as they try to aimlessly struggle for a solution or idea that, that helps nobody. This is simply about causing them to think first and then adding additional ideas to the insight they have, which is far more valuable than simply giving them our answer before they've done any of their own thinking or before they've done thinking at a depth that is truly helpful for them or truly cause them to consider new possibilities. The other thing to consider here is that as they are listening to us tell them how to deal with challenges or solve problems, we don't have any way of knowing what's really going on in their heads. They may simply be reacting negatively to our thoughts or our ideas or our instructions with thoughts of their own, like, well, that's not how I would do it, or I think my idea would actually be better but I have to use the boss's idea instead. Or this guy or this woman thinks they know everything, but they haven't done my job in years. Or they may have worked for you. Those solutions may have worked for you, but they won't work for me. Times are different, my challenges are different, I'm different. They may be thinking all of those things. And if any of that's going on in their head, 
How successful is the implementation of your idea by them going to be? How well do people execute ideas if they don't agree with them or think they might not work? And if they implement your idea and it fails, who do they think screwed up? The person who gave them the bad idea or themselves as implementers of the bad idea? People do a much better job of thinking through details and effective implementation of an idea that they had to, to come up with, that they had to think about. Their depth of understanding is better. Their willingness to try it a few different ways is better. And their persistence as they work through it is better. Much better for an idea that they got to contribute to than one someone handed to them. They're also more fully engaged in the process when they were able to help originate the ideas that they are putting into motion. They go about the implementation very differently in that situation. As a leader, our job is to make them better tomorrow, to make our team better tomorrow than they were today because of how we interact with them. Yes, we have to get the work done. Yes, we have to make sure that that we execute things well as a group of people. But leadership is also far more than just keeping the trains running on time. It's about making the team better every day while we're keeping the trains running on time. As leaders, we get this incredible gift. We get a chance to actually impact people themselves, individuals, human beings, not just their circumstances or their problems. Solving the problem might help them in that current situation. It might help their, their current circumstances be better. But helping them develop a process and a capability and an approach for addressing challenges might just make an impact on them that lasts far beyond that particular problem. Help your people get better, not just fix today's problems. And remember that our job, is not to have all the answers. It's to help others become more capable at exploring and finding their own answers. That might mean that my job is actually to have good questions. Think about that this week as you work with the team that you have around you, with anyone that you're trying to lead, even as you lead yourself. These questions can be valuable for you as you think about solving your own problems. Work with these techniques. See what you find. See what you learn as you go through those experiences with other people. And I will see you next week. Go make a difference. And we'll talk then.